to the Travel Squad podcast. We adventure the world together, one passport stamp at a time. We're here to share travel news, tips, and our own adventures with you. Every Travel Tuesday, we share stories on a variety of topics, including our hometown, San Diego, hiking, weekenders, national parks, international getaways, and inspiring you to go on your own adventures, even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. And I'm Kim. And And we're we're the the Travel Travel Squad Squad Podcast. Podcast. So grab your ticket and your passport. And don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, squaddies. squaddies. Welcome to the Travel Squad Podcast. Today, we are taking you to the Lone Star State, specifically to the state's capital, Austin, Texas. Austin is a perfect weekender trip. There's so much to do and see in around the city, and it's really easy to navigate. Austin also wins the best barbecue award in my book. (laughs) I didn't have any barbecue when I went to Austin. No, I I had plenty of tacos, but I absolutely love Austin. It's a city I knew I would love before I ever went. When I went, I loved it, and I've been thinking about it ever since. I think in 2022, I'm going to finally make my move and call it my new hometown. Big move right there, Kim. Big move, but it's amazing. There, There's so much nature. There's so many good restaurants. There's live music. There's equal amounts of nature and party. It's like everything I could ask for. It's no Miami, though, Kim. What about Miami? It's no Miami, but there's also not as much humidity. And no hurricanes. No hurricanes. That's right. And actually, as far as that goes, you know, the Houston Corpus Christi kind of area does get hit pretty bad with hurricanes. Austin, for the most part, comes out unscathed from a lot of weather events. Well, it's inland. So, I mean, there may be major thunderstorms and downpours and maybe even Which hail. I like those. Yes, but uh, no hurricanes. That is for sure. So you're avoiding it on the Gulf there in that Houston area you're talking about. Definitely not Miami. But I'm excited to talk a little bit about Austin here. Brittany and I had gone for our anniversary on a weekender trip. You had gone before with a friend, Kim, to Austin. Yes. And I hyped it up so much. You guys were like, we got to go. Well, we got to go. Austin is one of those unique cities within Texas. I mean, I hate to stereotype Texas as just Texas, but Austin is that one unique city that's not like Texas. And what I mean by that is Austin is a little bit more of a liberal city. And I'm not talking just like in terms of politics, but in terms of like lifestyle and one of their mottos is keep Austin weird. Yes. Like Portland, keep Portland weird. And they are weird. Yeah. And so they just adopted that and brought it over to Austin. So that's what I mean by that. So we're going to dive right into the tips. So let's go ahead and start you off with one. And this is Texas. We got some big tips here for you. Everything's bigger in Texas, including the tip. So first tip is that if you are planning to keep yourself central to the downtown area of Austin, you really don't need a car. You can get around everywhere by walking or Uber. Yes, and the airport is not very far from downtown either, so it may be a little bit more expensive with a cab ride or an Uber or Lyft, but you're going to be saving that money because parking downtown is yes. expensive in hotels. Rest assured, you stay in a hotel downtown, you're paying at least 15 to 30 bucks depending on the place per night that you're staying. But if you're not staying in downtown or if you are planning to explore the outskirts of the city or surrounding areas, you will need a car. And there is a lot on the outskirts to explore. And Jamal mentioned it earlier, parking is expensive. It was $30 a day when we were at the hotel we were at. When we were there for three days, like that's almost a hundred bucks. Weather-wise, Austin's pretty nice, but in the summer, it can be very hot, like hundred plus degree weather. When we were there in August for our anniversary, Kim, 
hot as shit. Mm -hmm. Really humid also. And then the irony of it is later in the day, that big thunderstorm came in that I was talking about. So do keep that in mind. You know, certain places in the U.S. are known for summer thunderstorms. Austin is one of those places. Torrential downpour came through. But for the most part, yes, very, very hot during the summer. I didn't mind the heat so much, though. Like we grew up around Sacramento where it also got really hot in the summer. So I don't know. It felt normal to me. I don't mind heat, but when we were there, it was a little bit more humid. It's the humidity, and they always say that is what kills you, quite mm -hmm. honestly. I mean, sometimes when we go to Vegas and it's like 105 degrees, it's a dry heat. I don't really feel it. It doesn't feel like terrible. It's bad. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, you know, 90 degrees with humidity in Austin is pretty bad. You know, I don't mind heat so much as long as there's like shade. If you're in direct sun the whole time, that's when it's terrible. Everywhere has AC. That's very true, but when you're out and about and walking, that's when it's really a problem. But here's the solution for you, and with the tips, is that Austin does have a lot of natural swimming holes. So they have those natural swimming holes. Maybe you've seen it on Instagram or anything like that. A lot of the limestone structures where you can go swimming. A lot of it is in shaded areas, sometimes not. However, if you are going specifically for that and the cool down, just look online on which place you wanna go. Some of them do require tickets, advanced reservations, but most importantly, during certain times of the year, they can be polluted with algae. So they do naturally clean themselves. I mean, they're natural ecosystems but during certain times of the year you're not going to be wanting to go in there so if that's what you're specifically going for do your research and make sure that that's not going to happen to you where to stay in austin so normally we kind of go for like mid-range budget type places but for some reason both of us on our two different trips went all out on the place we stayed balls to the wall <laughs> and they were great places to stay so jamal and i stayed at the fairmount hotel and this was a really great place to stay. We had views of Rainy Street, views of Lady Bird Lake. We had views of the Bat Bridge as well. So it was a really nice hotel, really cool pool to lay out and lounge at as well. And we booked it with our Chase Sapphire Reserve card, and it gave us a lot of perks. Yes. Yeah, so when we booked it through our Chase Sapphire Reserve, and again, we've talked about this credit card before. If anyone is a frequent traveler, I highly, highly recommend it for you. It does have a very large annual fee, but the fee more than pays for itself, I feel like, if you're utilizing it correctly. Point being, they have a service through that credit card where you can book at what they call the Luxury Hotel Collection. And when you book through there, through that service, having that card, it gives you a lot of free perks, free breakfast, free hotel credits, free room upgrades also. So we utilized it for that. And normally Brittany and I don't really go balls to the wall, but it was our anniversary trip. So I think that's one of the reasons why we ended up doing it. But such a great hotel with all those views that Brittany was talking about and really, really nice. And they gave us some plush bathrobes, Kim, right up Ooh. your alley on that end of things. That's amazing. The hotel that I stayed at when I went with my friend Jamie is called The Line. And this is right on the downtown side of Congress Street Bridge, where the bats come out on the other side. So our room was facing Lady Bird Lake. We had a view of the bridge. It was amazing. The other side of the hotel has a view of downtown Austin. It's an amazing hotel. Super hipster, creative, artsy vibes. The pool in the back. Beautiful lounge deck. It has Veracruz tacos there. They have a bar. They have a DJ. And the backside looks out to the Arboretum where everyone's walking once they get across the bridge. So it's really, really cool. Probably around the same price range, three to 400, maybe more depending on the day that you go. But I would highly recommend this hotel. So Kim, you mentioned Veracruz tacos. We'll get to it later. It's not a specific style of taco. It is a specific 
company and they have yes. multiple locations they are famous yes, in Austin and they happen to have one at the line hotel we're going to touch upon Veracruz later because believe me I have something to say about Veracruz but we've mentioned twice now Lady Bird Lake and when you look online on things to do in Austin you're going to see Lady Bird Lake and let me tell you something I learned a little bit later Lady Bird Lake is not even a freaking lake it is just <laughs> a portion of the Colorado River that runs in front of downtown Austin so the Colorado River is what runs between in there and there is no lake it's part of the river why do they call it a lake that i do not know that i can't tell you there's lots of cool activities to do in that area of ladybird lake of the river but at the same time don't be deceived it is not a lake so we're gonna jump into some food and drink talk but kim i'm really disappointed you didn't have any barbecue while you were in austin no i didn't you know i went with a vegetarian so that might have been it Okay, okay. That, that makes sense that makes because sense. I think you went to Austin after we had stopped in Texas at Brittany's sister's house Ooh. and we did Texas barbecue. Mm -hmm. I knew you liked it, so I'm shocked to hear, but it makes sense why you didn't go. But when you go back to Austin or when you make it your future home, Kim, you have to have barbecue out there. So let's get right into the barbecue. I mean, how can you go to Texas without barbecue unless you're in the situation like Kim? So let's <laughs> hit the ground running. First place that we would recommend to get in Austin is Franklin's Barbecue. Now, because of COVID, they were requiring that you only do to-go order pickups, and they only did so many per day. When we were there, unfortunately, it was completely sold out, so we didn't get to try it. But if you talk to anybody who knows anything about barbecue in Austin, they will highly recommend Franklin's. So if you go there before we as the squad are able to go back and try it, let us know. But everybody raves about it. The second place that was completely raved about online was called La Barbecue. We drove by it to see if we wanted to go there. And oh my God, the line was crazy long. It was going outside the door, winding down the street. And we're like, no, this is a little too crazy. We're going to spend hours just waiting in line. And we were already hungry. And every barbecue place, like every popular barbecue place, lines are crazy. So we had actually driven by another place called Terry Black's Barbecue. And when we had originally gone by there, line was also super crazy and we're like are we going to be able to eat any barbecue while we're in texas or are we just going to spend the whole time waiting online but then there was that torrential downpour and thunderstorm and while that was happening kim we were like you know what no one's going to wait in line in this let's go and you know what people were still waiting in fucking line for their texas barbecue <laughs> at terry black's granted the herd had thinned just a little bit so it made it more palatable of a wait we still waited about 45 minutes oh my god and you were hungry and we were hungry well it was either that or wait an hour and a half plus for the longer lines that there were and especially if we went when it was not raining at that point in time but let me tell you something as much as we wanted to try franklin's and the barbecue i am so stoked that we tried terry black's quite honestly it's some of the best barbecue i think i've ever ever had specifically at this Austin location brisket is king over there that's what mm. they say that's their tagline and I believe it their brisket is out of this world one of my favorite things to have when it comes to barbecue we had the pork ribs how were the ribs the ribs were good ribs were good were they exceptional and out of this world like their brisket no mm. but very very satisfied with it that much I can tell, tell you tell me they had mac mac and cheese was good it was nice and creamy mm. as well it was definitely good coleslaw was decent it had a very vinegary taste Jamal really liked that but you know what their highlight was of sides? They're creamed corn. Oh. I love me a creamed corn. I thought you were going to say peach cobbler. 
No sides, sides. <laughs> no, Kim, we're talking still about the creamed corn. It was very, very good, but we did have the peach cobbler for dessert. It was really, really good, but it's not like the Texas barbecue we had in Dallas when we were with her sister, where it was the all-you-can-eat uh. peach cobbler included. You had to buy it solo, but it was still really, really good. There was also another barbecue place called Brown's Barbecue. This is actually a food truck, and there was no line, which was amazing. So it's a good option if you are short on time or if you like to avoid lines. The brisket there was also good. Their sides were okay. So sides at Terry Black's were much better. But if you're in a rush and you still want Texas barbecue, this is a good option. Yeah, and the barbecue was fantastic. Just the sides, maybe it was an off day. So I don't want to rag on Brown's too much, but really, really good barbecue specifically and what i really liked is even though this was a food truck it's in front of a bar so they have an agreement worked out with the bar so if you order the food you can go inside you don't even have to order a drink but how am i supposed to go in a bar and not get myself a drink so we were able to go inside escape the heat and enjoy our barbecue there because we did two rounds of barbecue in austin one weekend two rounds of barbecue why not right (laughs) would have been four if the other two places uh could have taken us kim Now, Austin is well known for its tacos. I did my research and this is what they said before I ever went to Austin. So this is the impression I had going in. Coming from San Diego, California, where we are right next to Mexico and I've eaten a lot of tacos, Austin's tacos were different. They weren't good. I'm just going to (laughs) come out and say it. You know what? Austin and Texas, when you talk about your Tex-Mex food, I hate to say it. It's not very good. I think the one noticeable thing is that they use small flour tortillas. They don't use corn. That's fine. That's not really it. I just think all in all, the flavors are just completely different. They try to make it really artsy. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that it is a unique regional thing, and I'm not hating on that because I think each region should have their own thing. But for everybody, when you go online and look at Texas tacos or Austin tacos, for that matter, everybody's raving about it. And I do not know what the hell they're talking about. I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Brittany was like, all right, we're here. They're famous for it. We got to try it. I was on board with it. You had already gone to Austin, mentioned it too. And I think I even remember you saying like, you know, they were just Mm -hmm. okay. And then Brittany showed me a photo. And as soon as she showed me a photo of what it looked like on the menu, I knew for sure. Yeah, I knew for sure I didn't want to go there. But I trooped it out, went with Brittany, had it, and I could have easily done without. So I'll tell you what, if you're a Californian, don't go. If you're from anywhere else where they don't really have good Mexican food, you may enjoy it. But as a Californian, don't waste your time. I had Veracruz tacos only because it was served at the pool at the Lion Hotel, and that's what they serve. So we ordered food. I got mole tacos, chicken tacos, and then something for Jamie that was vegetarian. Totally underwhelming and just like the flavor. And overpriced. Oh, very overpriced, like 5 or $6 a, a taco, taco, and they weren't that good. I also went to Torchy's Tacos, which is another well-known place in Austin. I got a fried chicken taco. And you go into that knowing this is not your average taco. Right. So I thought that was decent. It's the same kind of flour tortilla, crunchy. Maybe it was even like a cabbage with the fried chickens. It was pretty good. Sold me with the fried chicken, Kim. That's all you need to say. (laughs) And then I went to another place called Joe's Coffee. 
This is the place that has that famous We Love You So Much mural outside. It's really just not much of a mural. It's just painted on the wall. Mm -hmm. And there I got a breakfast taco, which is like a mini breakfast burrito. So how could you go wrong with that? It was delicious. Bacon, eggs, cheese, mini flour tortilla, salsa. Amazing. Hard to fuck up a breakfast taco. Right? Yeah. I mean, so they got that. And I got this Vietnamese coffee. It was like a blended, thicker, delicious fucking coffee. I got a small and a one taco. I actually went back and got another small coffee and another taco while we ate it there. Nice. I wish we would have known about this spot because you have me really intrigued by it now, <laughs> Kim. But I just want to go on a side tangent real quick. I wouldn't call it a tangent. Side note, when Brittany said, how hard could it be to fuck up a breakfast taco? Well, we were recently in Sedona. It wasn't a breakfast taco. It was a breakfast burrito at a shop and major fuck up. I mean, they can't happen. <laughs> so, I mean, it has to be a rarity, but what it definitely can't What was fucked up happen. about it? It was just trash. The eggs were way hammered and overcooked, not enough cheese in it, too much potatoes. It just made uh, it so, so dry. It was uh, bad. It was bad. But uh, anyway, I mean, that's our honest opinion regarding the taco situation in Austin. So you'll read a lot about it online. But if you want my honest opinion, stick with the barbecue. Texas knows how to barbecue. I don't think they know how to taco, though. Just know what you're getting into with the tacos. It's not going to be your Mexican style tacos. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we did hate on the tacos a little bit, but we did go to a place, didn't have tacos, but they did have other food. It was called Barley Swine. And as we mentioned, Jamal and I went for our anniversary weekend. We were celebrating 14 years together and six years married. (laughs) (laughs) But my sister actually told me about Barley Swine and they have a nine course tasting menu. You guys love tasting menus. Love them. Love them. They are continually changing their menu and it's definitely a foodie hotspot and you would need to make reservations. But it was so good. We enjoyed our time there and I would highly recommend going there and I would go back. Yeah, if you're looking for a more elevated place to eat, I would recommend Barley Swine. Also, I enjoyed it a lot. So I think that gives you guys a good little bit of information regarding the food scene out in Austin. The food scene is huge. I mean, you could literally take an eating and drinking tour of Austin and do nothing else there, even though there's tons of other things to do. I think I saw a Viator tour that was like an eating tour of certain foods and things that they have. Yeah, for sure. I actually... Took the car and drove 45 minutes outside of downtown to this place called the Oasis on Lake Travis. Beautiful place. It's this multi-level kind of like venue. Has all these different restaurants, bars, shops. And when you're on one of the topper layers, you look back at the building and it just looks like Europe. Oh, wow. It's so pretty and it's right on the lake and there's like all these gates with heart locks all over. It's super pretty. And so we had um, dinner there one night, had fajitas and margaritas and it was great. There's also one other place I want to mention that is very unique and very cool in downtown Austin. It's called Tequero Mucho. And again, it's some Mexican food, (laughs) but it's not the food that draws you here. It's the drinks and the atmosphere. Everything is pink. Like they had a phone booth that was just covered in flowers, totally pink. Everything's beautiful. You want to Instagram everything. They had these drinks that come in almost like Capri Suns and it said bitch juice on it. And they're just cute. And you just want to drink and eat there. That sounds right up your alley, Kim. You described that and I was just like, oh, Kim would for sure go there. 
Well, if you're on the adult-oriented drinks and you don't really want the bitch juice, as Kim was talking about, and want some beers or something, they do have a craft brew scene out in Austin. The one brewery that Brittany and I went to was absolutely amazing. I really loved it. The interior in terms of like breweries was nothing special and left a lot to be desired, but the beers were really good. Like Brittany drinks beer, but she doesn't love beer. We had it, left, and came back another day because Brittany liked it so, so much. So when Brittany is intrigued by a beer, I know it's a good beer. And that was at Central District Brewing, right in the heart of downtown. They had an amazing sour beer. And I think that's what Brittany had and loved. Yeah, it was called Violet Crown. It was a black currant kettle sour. It was amazing. I had, I think, two one day and then I loved it so much. We went back the next day so I could get it again. There's a couple other party neighborhoods in Austin that you'll definitely hear about if you're researching. The first one is 6th Street. And this, you can imagine like Bourbon Street in NOLA. It's a big, long street with tons of bars, rooftop bars, smaller bars, dancing bars, like all the bars. And it's, I would say, not where the classy people go to have a Manhattan after the office. But it's definitely where you go to get crazy. And, you know, you have to see it if you're there. When Jamie and I went, we were walking down the street and it doesn't get going until later in the evening. So think like at least 10 o'clock is when it will start getting crazy. That's my bedtime. Yeah. So it's not for everyone. But (laughs) the one thing I remember, I don't remember what any of the bars were called. The only thing I remember is that at one place we paid $16 for not one, but two double Red Bull vodkas. Fucking them hard. Fucking them double hard. (laughs) And that was exciting. Another famous party district in Austin is going to be Rainy Street. Now, Rainy Street, when we were staying at the Fairmount in Austin, we had views of it. During the day, it's very unsuspecting. You know, again, it's geared towards the nightlife, so you're not really going to see much happening there. But during the evening, it's all lit up. They have strewn lights all about the streets and from one bar to the next. And what was really unique is maybe you guys have seen this new building technique where people take shipping containers and they make like homes and buildings and things like that. Well, on Rainy Street, I felt like 50% of the bars were made with that. They were shipping containers and they were stacked all uneven and in these weird different ways and so it just created a unique ambiance of the party district that they had down there it also was looking like a residential neighborhood and so some of the places that weren't converted from container homes were actually just old homes that were converted into bars mini hotels or even restaurants Jamal and I didn't go to party, but we did drive down it to check it out. And there was a ton of food trucks that you can go. And so if you hop from bar to bar and you get a little hungry, got to soak up some booze, hit up a food truck before making your rounds to the next place. This street, I would say, is a little step above 6th Street in terms of like it's a little bit more older, not as wild. It definitely still is, but depends on what kind of night you're going for and what kind of people you're traveling with. I heard it's like the new Nashville in terms of like bachelorette parties, bachelor parties. Makes a lot of sense. It was only two blocks. (laughs) (laughs) You just didn't see enough of Nashville. You didn't go to the good part. I only went to Broadway. I know there's a local spot. And yes, you are very correct. We did not hit that. But if Brittany's going to compare it to Nashville in that sense, it's about one to two blocks exactly like Broadway Street is in Nashville. So it's a very good comparison. 
Hey travelers, let's take a quick detour to talk all about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We now have six different trip itineraries, one week in Kauai, an American Southwest weekend or road trip, a week in Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks, a road trip adventure featuring all three of Washington State's national parks, Big Island, Hawaii, and an Arizona road trip that features all three of Arizona's national parks. We are obsessed with these. These itineraries are 20 to 30 page PDF guides with every detail of the trip laid out. We're talking where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, and driving distance between attractions. Plus what things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, and their mileage, and the time to allow for each one, and so much more. We have story highlights on our Instagram, at Travel Squad Podcast, where you can see the full guides. We've done all of the research and have taken these exact trips, taking our all of the guesswork from the planning. So all that you have to do is show up and have fun. Purchase your comprehensive Travel Squad podcast itinerary on our website at travelsquadpodcast.com. Best of all, they're on sale right now for $30. So travel on over and get yours today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Other than eat and drink, there are tons of nature and different activities that you can do out and around Austin. Yeah, both of the hotels that we stayed at had views of Ladybird Lake and the boardwalk. There's actually a boardwalk there. Jamal and I checked it out. Has really great views of downtown Austin looking across the lake. Um, if you're into exercise or you want to take a walk, there's a 10-mile loop that goes around this area. And if you want to be out on the lake, you can paddleboard or even kayak. I actually wanted to try paddleboarding for the first time because I haven't done it. But what didn't sell me is you can't go swimming in the water. So you can't like jump in. You can really just stay on the paddleboard or in your kayak. You can't get out into the water. So a couple things you mentioned across the lake or get on the lake a couple times. Again, it's the river. So here's the confusion of Lady Bird Lake and making us think it's a lake. It's again, the river. But two, why don't you tell us, Brittany, why you can't get into the water? Because when we were talking about things to do in Austin, paddling down the river was one of them that I really, really wanted to do. And then when we found out that we couldn't get in, we decided against it. We knew it was going to be hot. And why be on the water if I can't get in the water? Why have my fair skin burn? As we know, I burn. So what's the purpose and reason why you can't get in? I think it's just too polluted. It's not good to get in the water. That's a shame. Yeah, hopefully they, they get that together sooner or later. Zilker Park is another big point of interest in Austin. This is where they have the Austin City Limits Festival. 
It's a huge park. Think Balboa Park, Golden Gate Park. What's the one in New York? Central Central Park. Park. (laughs) So this is their version of that. And it is really big. They have huge sprawling lawns where people are laying out and picnicking. This is where they have Barton Springs, which is that very famous big swimming hole. It's actually natural, but they've made some man-made parts of it. And Everyone that lives in the city goes there to swim for the summer. It's really beautiful. You can spend a whole weekend just there. I love cities that have great city parks. And Zilker Park is one of them for Austin, so highly recommend. But again, if you're going during the summer, maybe you don't want to be out there in the heat, so that might be... Springs. Yeah, I was going to say that you'll cool off during that time. But yeah, is there a lot of shade in the area that you were in? There is a lot of shade. And not only Barton Springs, because when I was there, it was closed because of COVID, so we couldn't even go in there. But it flows into an actual little river. So you can take your dog down there, go into that portion of the river. And yeah, there's trees lining the whole thing. That's very nice, because what area we saw of Zilker Park park was kind of just like open in that big spread of lawn area. So that's why I just want to make sure because we didn't see Barton Springs. But another unique Austin activity is Congress Bridge. What is a bridge? Why does anyone really care about the bridge, quite honestly? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because this bridge is built over a bat cave. And at sunset, up to 1.5 million bats can fly out of the cave to go on their evening prowl for food. So it's a unique activity. You could either stand on the bridge, watch them come out from our hotel room, depending on what hotel you're staying at. You don't even have to go on the bridge. You can go ahead and see it. And there's even tours that you can do where you get into the kayaks or the paddle boards and are on the river under the bridge as they come out. Just be sure you don't get some bat guano on you and you're right there and under it. But very unique ways to go ahead and witness the bats flying out. And if you never that was kind of cool because the whole community gathers in that area to watch it. It's like sunset here. Everyone stops and waits for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really unique. So Again, you can either park and walk to it. They do have a parking lot that's close to the bridge. We didn't do that, so I don't know how much they charge, but I don't think the parking was free if you're going to do that. Probably not. I walked across since my hotel was on the other side of that bridge. We just walked 10 minutes across the bridge. You know, Jamal was saying, why is it called Congress Street Bridge? And then while we were driving down at one time, we actually realized that you can see the state capitol if you look far enough down the street. Yes, you can. Yes, that bridge spans the river and that street goes all the way to the state capitol building. And then on the other side of that bridge is the South Congress neighborhood. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, it's all coming together. Speaking of Congress, another unique thing, maybe people, this isn't up your alley, but it's one thing we love to do at the squad when we're in a capital city. We love to go see the state capitol building. So we went to the state capitol building here in Austin. And let me tell you something. They love their Texas stars out there. It's on the flag and it is goddamn everywhere as well around that capitol building. Did you do a tour though? We did not do the tour. We would have loved to do the tour. We didn't have enough time and we didn't look to see if they were even open because of COVID, but they are free guided tours. Oh, okay. So you can do that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't do a tour either, but I definitely saw it. But going back to the stars, they have the whole area fenced off and I don't mean like a big high fence like for security, it's like an aesthetic fence around and every posting has the Texas star on it. So they take Texas. it Yeah, they take it real seriously over there. Another thing to do in the surrounding area of Austin is go to Mount Bonnell. This is actually the highest point in Austin at a whopping 775 feet. So high. (laughs) But you can take the 102 stairs to the top, which easy day. Of course we did. And the elevated summit offers really beautiful views of Lake Austin. Yes. And this one actually is a lake. It's not part of the Colorado River. 
But even though you could probably sense my sarcasm when I said the 775 feet is high, I really do recommend Mount Bonnell. It is awesome. It gives you unparalleled views that you're not going to get of the city from just being downtown. Yes, you're going to see downtown, but even though it's not very high, it's still a unique nature area that gives you awesome views of the surrounding vicinity. Another thing about Austin is there are so many murals throughout the entire city. There's over 80 murals. We went to go visit a few, and one that I loved was called You're My Butter Half, and it was a mural of bread and butter. So it's a really cute photo op for couples or even for best friends. Mm -hmm. We also went to another mural called Greetings from Austin, and it's super beautiful. It's painted in vintage postcard style, and it has iconic features of Austin like the Capitol building, the Texas flag, all of those sorts of things. You know, there's murals all over the place. Those couple are some of the highlights, but that's one thing that I love about cities is the uniqueness to allow for street art like that and murals all over the place. I don't think we have very many here in San Diego, do we? They're sporadic, like here and there. Yeah, but nothing that's noteworthy. Like if you come here and look online, you're going to see, hey, go here. Whereas right. you go to other cities and they do. Austin is one of them. Even Boise, Idaho has yeah, one. They have they the have... whole, they have Freak Alley completely dedicated to it, even in Miami, Kim. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the unique things about Austin is the street art and murals that they have out on the walls of the buildings. And it's spread throughout the entire city. So you could even make just a morning or afternoon of just checking them all out. Yeah, they have so many more. I heard and I read about there's a Selena Quintanilla mural, which I wish I had gone to. Cause, I would have loved to see that. Yeah, you know, we had just finished watching the Selena series from Netflix. So I was like, hmm, too bad. I missed that one. And then there's another one called Love from Austin. It's a, this big black wall with a shape of Texas painted on it. And they have a Austin skyline in it as well. So definitely do some research on some of your favorite murals. And if you're in the city exploring, check some out. Get some good pics. All right, so we've talked about the food, we've talked about the nightlife, and the downtown, and the drinks. But if none of that really intrigues you, Austin is known for the nature and the swimming holes that we referenced earlier. And one of the most famous ones in the area that Brittany and I did is the Blue Hole. And Brittany, why don't you tell everybody what the Blue Hole is? So if you are staying in Austin, this is one where you would need a car for. It's 45 minutes south of Austin, and you have to have reservations to the swimming area as well. But it's super beautiful. It's this forested swimming area. So the water is a perfect blue. It's super clear. And then there is like a canopy of trees over this little creek. And so the water is very cold, but you get some reprieve. And it just looks so beautiful, like where the trees are lining the water and you can feel like the roots and all of that. It's an iconic swimming hole. I really loved it. You know, we got out of the car in the parking area. I was like, God damn, it is hot. Like, I cannot wait to get in. <laughs> and then we got to the water and it was shaded. And even before we got in the water, I'm like, man, I don't really feel the heat too much standing in the shade of these trees. And then you get in the water and the water is ice cold. And we know how I am getting into cold water. I'm like <laughs> a little bitch about it. I had to take like 10, 15 minutes to even just get it up to my like chest high on it. And eventually I acclimated and enjoyed it. But you can do a lot of stuff in here, just the natural swimming. You can bring your swimming tubes and just float down the river, sit in it. They also have some swinging ropes tied to some trees so you can launch off the dock or deck and then flip in with the rope and everything like that. So you can have a really good time out here at the Blue Hole and I highly recommend it. 
Dude, there were people swinging from the the ropes and they were like doing flips off of them into the water. It was crazy. But, you know, Jamal and I came and I feel like we came a little unprepared. We didn't get the memo that you should bring like, you know, your little floaty and your little tumbler filled with booze because. Oh, yeah, it's a given. Uh, people the are locals, bringing ice chests out there, too. Yeah, the locals, they were doing it right. Like you could tell us. See, those are my do. people. Well, it's cool because once you get to the tree lined area and the blue hole itself, then, yeah, you know, there's not really any areas to lay out. But before that, they do have a nice grass area so you can picnic and everything. And I just really want to stress how clear the water is like it is crystal clear. I really wasn't expecting that, quite honestly. But I am going to throw something out here for you guys to be aware of is most parts in the blue hole, you can actually stand some parts you cannot. You're going to have to swim or tread water. And we were at a part where we had to tread water and I was tired of treading water. And so I just grabbed onto one of the trees that was lining the banks of the water right there. And then I had my hand on it for about a couple minutes as Brittany and I were just chilling in that one spot, talking, enjoying the scenic beauty. And then I look over where my hand is and literally about five inches away from my hand is the biggest fucking spider I've Uh. ever seen in my life that is not like a tarantula. And they are just on those freaking trees, like honestly disgusting spiders. I don't even know what the hell I was looking at. It was gnarly out there. It was coming for you? It wasn't coming for me. It was just chilling, but it was like five inches away. Like literally it was the size of my fucking hand. Like it was a huge spider. So they are out there. Be mindful of that. But don't let that deter you from enjoying the blue hole because I would (laughs) still go back. There's two time slots to go in, either nine to one or two to six. I would recommend two to six because it's warmer outside. Nine to one, I think it'd be a little chilly still. There are several other swimming holes around the area too. Jacob's Well is another one that has a lot of good reviews. It's very famous. Barton Springs, of course, like we said with Zilker Park. Krause Springs is another one, and then Hamilton Pool Reserve, and I'm sure there's many others. When I went, I actually had a reservation at Hamilton Pool Reserve, but because of the algae blooming, they said that you cannot swim, so I didn't end up going because I didn't want to drive out there for an hour, be in the heat, and not be able to get in the water. Did they refund you the ticket cost? I didn't actually pursue that. Okay, so you just let it go. Well, they didn't cancel the ticket. Well, yeah, but I mean, the attraction is swimming in there. So exactly. Yeah, I didn't I didn't uh, I didn't pursue it. Okay, I was just curious if they did or (laughs) didn't. But that goes back to what we were saying earlier in the tips. Just be mindful. Certain times of the year, certain locations have those algae blooms. So if you want to go to one spot in particular, just be mindful of that when you're making your reservations. There is so much to do in Austin. And I think because it's growing so quickly, I think it's one of the top cities that people are moving to every day in the United States. And so this list changes. There's so much more to see, do, drink, eat, swim at. You know, the people there that I met were so nice. Southern accents, Southern hospitality. You got to love it. Lots of men. There's like 120 to every 100 women. There you go, Kim. That's your style. Yep. And so if you as a listener out there are living in Austin, hit me up. I would really love to know some tips as I look to relocate there. Any final thoughts on Austin, ladies, before we get into questions of the week? That was my final thought. Mine would be I want to go back and experience a little bit more and I don't want to go in the summer that way I can enjoy it a little bit more and this time party on rainy because even though we (laughs) went down and saw it, I'm not talking about like a big, big night, but I do want to go out and do a couple bar hopping experiences. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. It's time for questions of the week. Yeah. (laughs) 
Question number one, how many days do I need in Austin? Good question. I think you could really spend a week there and do something different every day. But if you're pressed on time and you're just talking like minimum how many days, at least a weekend, three day weekend, ideally. Yeah, Jamal and I did it on our anniversary weekend and we did do it as a three day. We took Friday off, went Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, I would definitely say three days if you want to waterhole hop, if you will, maybe a little bit more time also. But again, it really depends on what it is that you want to do in the city. But I do think that the three days is good. Any longer than that? I mean, I know, Kim, you said maybe a week. I don't know if I would think a week, but maybe hey, that's I why. I could live there. I know, but that's <laughs> why I need to go back the second time to really do a little bit more than what we weren't able to do on that three-day week. There's two things I would love to do, and I don't know if there's like one of them still going on with COVID, but one is the famous float down the river. I think it might be the San Marcos River, but everyone gets on their tubes. It's a total drinking event. I've heard it is amazing, super, super fun. So I'd love to do that. And then before COVID, when we were researching going here, there was a thing called the brunch bus, where it was like a party bus that took you on a brunch crawl. And that just seemed like a day. So that sounds right up I your alley. I think you need a day for that and a day for the other. Well, I would love to do the brunch crawl. That sounds absolutely <laughs> fun. It reminds me of the stuff that we see here in San Diego, where it's the, I don't even know what you would call it, but do you know where you self-pedal and also drink at the same time oh, yeah, as the yeah. bars all the way around? That reminds me of what that sure would be. pretty sure the brunch bus was like a little school bus too that they had revamped. That's really fucking cool. Yeah. So lots to do. Lots to do. So question number two, what's the culture like in Austin? I was kind of alluding to this earlier with Southern hospitality. Everybody's super nice. I mean, I just thought everyone was really friendly and just chill, a little grungy in some parts too. Like I try to equate it to what I know here in San Diego. And I think like a little bit of OB, a little bit of North Park. It's a little mini San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And there's probably different vibes in different areas too. Yeah. And like I said, politics aside, when I described it kind of more like as a liberal city, I guess that could kind of give you an idea of what the culture is like there. It's one of the more unique big cities in Texas that doesn't feel like other cities in Texas. If that kind artsy. of makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Big barbecue culture out there in Austin. That's my favorite part of the culture out there is the barbecue culture. Let me tell you that. I love me some Texas barbecue. You know, when you do move out to Austin, I'd love to do a day trip from Austin to San Antonio. Ooh, and I would love to do one to Marfa. I haven't even heard of Marfa. Oh, Marfa's like this really weird, creative, little artsy town that's like, it's interesting. Okay. You're going to have to Google that and check that out. But I think, what is it, like two hours from Austin to San Antonio? Like not even very far. I mm -hmm. think less. Like an hour and a half? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, so that's a, an easy little day trip also. So yeah, maybe even more time if you're going to use it as a hub and do day trips, right? Go to mm -hmm. San Antonio. I've heard good things about San Antonio also. But wrapping it up with question number three for this week is what would you do next time you went? And I think I kind of mentioned this earlier. I would explore more of Rainy and actually experience it. We were kind of there at the height of COVID and an influx of cases that they were having it there. And so was Arian on the side of caution because we had a later trip in September to Ecuador that was early in the month. So I was kind of playing a little bit more cautious, but I would love to do that next time and do something on the river, not Lady Bird Lake, the river. I still don't know why. I just can't stand that they called it the lake. But anyway, yeah, paddle boarding or tubing down. I think that would be really, really fun. I would love to check out some more of the watering holes. I just love yeah. natural areas and springs and all of that. So I would want to go check out more of them. I know there's a ton of them. We've only listed a few. So 
That's what I'd love to do. I would want to eat some barbecue and then explore some of the neighborhoods I didn't get a chance to. I really stayed downtown, a little bit of South Congress. I would want to branch out a little bit more. And do that river float and the brunch bus. Oh, of course, of course. There'll be plenty of time to do all of that when I live there. On that note, squaddies, thank you so much for tuning in to our episode this week. Keep the adventures going with us on Instagram and YouTube at Travel Squad Podcast. You know we want to be tagged in your adventures and send us in your questions of the week. If you found the information in this episode to be useful or if you thought we were just plain funny, please be sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast, and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Bye, Bye squaddies. squaddies.